Hey everyone, I am Chelsea Gall. I am cracking up, so bear with me if I laugh because I'm so excited. I'm with my good friend Amanda Flynn today and we're going to talk to you guys all things, uh, talk about all things um, goals, vision boards, sitting on the floor in a teenager's room and trying to record this podcast together. It's going to be exciting. So, um, Stay with us. Keep listening. If you guys don't know me, I want to introduce myself. I am a lover of throw pillows. Love going through TJ Maxx. And there is no point in time where if you're friends with me, I won't give you unsolicited business advice. So you just have to know that and love it or hate it. Anyway, I want to introduce my friend Amanda. She is an author, blogger, and mom of three boys and I'll let her tell you all about her. Hey, so thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I am a mom. I have three kids. I have a teenager, um, a middle schooler, and a kindergartner, so I stay pretty busy, but um, the best thing for me right now is that they are all in school, um, and I have recently stepped into a full-time writing career, um, which is nice, which means I have a quiet, clean house, all to myself during the day. So, um, except for the teenage bedroom that we are now, <laughs> now sitting in. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's me. I, um, am married to my husband. We've been together for, uh, 20 years. We've been married for 15 and that's it. Just living the life here at home. Awesome. So Amanda writes for a Christian online magazine and she, has the most awesome articles. They always inspire me. She talks about stepping into her goals, her dreams, her relationship with God, um, how to raise boys, how to raise a husband, all kinds of interesting topics. And honestly, she probably doesn't even know this, but I totally fangirl her, even though I get to see her once a week. I feel super lucky. And I just love the fact that you always pretend like you don't have the skill sets that I say you have, but you do. She absolutely rocks out at Instagram stories and all things really fun. So I want to take me back to like where you were five years ago or when God put it on your heart to become a writer. Yeah. So yeah, that probably, that's probably pretty accurate. Um, Five years ago, five years ago, I was actually um, working at my church. I had a job in children's ministry, and I really liked it. I really felt like that was kind of where exactly where God wanted me at the time. I had just had my third child. He came to work with me a couple times a week, and it just felt really um, just balanced. Like that was exactly where I was supposed to be. Um, but mid two thousand sixteen or so. I just felt like God was calling me to stay at home. Um, I recently had a, my oldest became a teenager, and I just felt like between having a young child and a teenager and then one in the middle that I needed to be spending more time pouring into my own kids and um, walking with them and helping them develop their spiritual life. So I decided to stay home, and in that conversation with my husband, um, we brought up the fact that I had always wanted to write children's books. Um, and so I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to stay home and have this extra time at home, then I might as well start, um, start trying to pursue that as a career. 
So I did a little bit, but one of the things that held me back in the beginning was the fact that I I was a little bit worried about stepping away from income altogether, so I decided to also run an in-home daycare. Um, and I love doing that. I've done that for the last three years. Um, but I would really just get up early in the morning. I would write a little bit. I would write when the kids were napping. Um, and I wasn't really pursuing it very like hardcore. Um, until about 2018, where I felt like God was saying, hey, like now's the time, like step, step all in. And so I um, started going to some writers conferences, started writing for Kingdom Edge, um, started entering contests. And I really felt like God was just placing it on my heart that it was, it was time to go ahead and close the daycare and pursue writing as a full-time career. So I want to ask you about the whole like going all in because I think so many times some people have what they call a dream or a goal and they either automatically start labeling it a side hustle, right? Which might be like the stage of life you're in or you don't want to give up your other job or maybe you don't feel like you're adequate or whatever the reason might be. But when you go all in, your complete mindset has to change. So it's really interesting. I want to kind of hear about deciding to go to your first writers conference yeah so for me like going all in was about just like claiming that that is who who I am yeah so so claiming that I'm a writer um I didn't feel confident um that I was a writer I hadn't been paid up until that point I didn't no one really knew that I was writing so I was kind of just doing it secretly on my own um and was really just hesitant to to claim that I was a writer because then people started asking questions and they want to know, oh, well, what are you writing? Can you share it with me? And it just made me feel uncomfortable. I think people want to see like the proof that you are, right? Exactly. Like they're always trying to validate that that's what you are. It's so funny because, you know, we sort of practice and I want to like go all even hardcore on this. We practice sort of claiming what we want. Like, you know, for me, all my passwords all my pictures, it's on my dashboard, it's on my lock screen on my phone, all are my income goal for 2019. And before that, I never wrote down my income goal. I never thought about it. I never thought I was worth it. I always made this much money and that's what I was going to make. And that's about money. But it's so funny because as we become even closer over the past two years, it's like you have to force yourself to believe in you, you know what I mean? And to actually step into that. So seeing that happen and then meeting that income goal for 2019, when I have to tell myself my passwords 20 times a day (laughs) to get onto my computer, my work life, my bank account, you know, whatever it is, my kid's school (laughs) grade system, we have so many passwords. And it's the same, like, I know you were talking about saying you were a writer, I wanted to start a podcast, you guys, for two years. People would be like, you need to be podcasting. You need to be doing this. And I, like, never thought I was a podcaster. I'm like, how do I become a podcaster? Well, I literally just put on my Instagram that I had a podcast, started the podcast Instagram, and it's like, suddenly... I did the action steps to become one. Yeah. I got the sound player. I got the hosting. I got the microphone. Do you know what I mean? So yes. it's really mind-blowing how literally just changing your Instagram username or making that live with like the zero followers <laughs> makes you that. <laughs> right? Right. Like right. even though you haven't been paid or Right. Whatever. And I think that's that's what we have to remember is that 
that, you know, I am writing, so I am a writer. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if I've sold a thousand books or if I'm on New York Times bestseller list. Um, I am writing and I'm putting content out into the world. And I have to ultimately be confident at what I'm putting out there. Mm-hmm. So even if no one else reads it, um, I have to be the one that is is happy with with the, the work that I'm doing. So for me, like going all in, I just started saying yes to every opportunity that came my way. Um, I heard about a writer's conference and I immediately was like, no, I'm not going. Like <laughs> we, had, we had a conflict, we had all this stuff in, in, there was all these reasons why I immediately thought of. And then within like two minutes, I was like, no, you know what? I am going, I'm going to stop making excuses and I'm going to go. Um, I started asking other writers to have coffee with me and to like teach me what they knew. Um, if anyone said, Hey, do you want to write, you know, this for church? Do you want to write this for, you know, whatever? I was like, yes, I did. Even if I didn't feel like I was qualified. Um, I remember my first magazine article, the editor called me and she was like, Hey, you know, I got your name from so-and-so and you know, we want to see if you'd be interested in writing this story. And my first instinct was, well, you know that I'm not qualified to do this, right? Like, you know that I, um, don't have a degree in writing. I don't have a degree in journalism. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. And she was like, yes, you know, like, that's fine. Like, let's just take it one article at a time. And now I write for them regularly. So it just, it, it became more about just going scared and, um, just saying yes. Yes. And that is so interesting. I, I love it because it's like a snowball, right? You push it down the hill or you jump off the cliff and you just figure it out on the way down. And, like, is that your normal personality type? I have a reason for asking because I want to, like, really share what I see all the time that stops people from literally just jumping off. Yeah. No. That's not, <laughs> no. That's not my personality type at all. Like, I'm always, well, I would not always. I would say until, like, the last few years, I've always been a sit on the sidelines. If it's meant to be, it'll be, like... Maybe someone will just come by and discover me. (laughs) The whole Christian, like, sort of sometimes mentality. Like, I'm not knocking Christians, but it's like we do that, right? We think God's going to give it. But I think there's a certain part of us that needs to step up and receive it too, you know, and step up and kind of meet God in the middle, which is so fun. Um, I see this all the time, you guys. Like, I, uh, you guys know, I've been involved with over 500 small businesses or people growing, or personal brands, or people who want more in life, and that's the whole premise of this podcast, I always see this. I will tell them to write down all the big, scary things that they want, and then all the things that they're going to do to get that. And you guys, the refusal list of what they're not going to do always outweighs what they're willing to do in like 90% of cases, which is why we see in the world... 10% of the people make it and that's what you hear and that's what you start to believe but it doesn't have to be that way. You guys wouldn't believe it. I have been working with Amanda (laughs) before she had a website when she was watching kids and it's so interesting to see her willing to just take on whatever. I'll learn about Instagram. I'll learn about websites. I'll learn my blog. I'll figure out how to write an email, (laughs) right? Like do email marketing. You have to not have a refusal list. You know, like a list of what you're like not going to do because it's too scary or not going to do because it's too hard. You don't 
go forward with a refusal list of what right. you're not willing to do. Because you're like taking that list and you're saying, okay, God, I don't need you in that list. I've got all this over here. It just doesn't work. You got to step into it fully, <laughs> meaning, you know, inexperienced. Yes. And I think that also, I think we have to remember that you don't have to do it all like right away. No. It, this has been a progression over the last three years, really. And it's just doing what you can when you can. So when I had the daycare, I could only write at 4.30 in the morning and during the hours of their nap. Um, I wasn't able to blog every week. I wasn't able to um, apply to do these different contests and things like that. Um, I wanted to do them, but I wasn't able to do it. So I think it's just like doing what you can and like having a lot of grace for yourself as well as you go along the way. As long as you're stepping forward, you're moving. Yeah. And consistently, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I know, take me through your morning life (laughs) because honestly, it's like life goals. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, it has changed. I will say this. I've been I've been working from home now just as a writer without the daycare for almost three months. And so it's a little bit more inconsistent than it used to be. But when I was doing both, um, I would get up at 4.30 so that I could work out. Um, my oldest always had to be at school at 5.30 for weightlifting, which is crazy, but that's just how they do it here. Um, and so I would work out before I took him to weightlifting and then I'd come home and I'd have quiet time, which would be like time for prayer and reading my Bible and writing down some goals and things like that. Um, and then I would, um, try to write something, spend 30 minutes just writing, whether it was for a blog or for Kingdom Edge magazine or a children's book I was working on. And then I'd get my other kids up and get them moving for school. Um, before my daycare kids got here. So now it's a little bit different. I actually sleep in now until like 5.15. <laughs> okay, okay. I allow myself <laughs> one day a week where I sleep in, and my sleep in is eight, okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you do lose three complete hours. Um, just so you guys know, my husband is a dairy farmer, and he's literally up in what he call we, we call time like the fours, the fives, the sixes, the sevens. He's like, you're a sevens girl all the way. I don't even talk to you before the sevens. I'm like, but because of Amanda, I have shifted into the sixes, (laughs) which has been amazing. My alarm goes off at 6.08 and I have an hour before I start getting the kids ready, which has literally changed my life. I'd love to get into the fives, but he doesn't think it's possible. If my husband's listening, he needs to stop putting that over me and speaking that over me. (laughs) But it is interesting when you... When you want something and you prioritize the time to get it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so much of the time we say, oh, well, I can't do it because of this. We make excuses for the reasons why we can't succeed um, instead of we just have to make choices. Um, One of the things that I did was I was like, Netflix is really getting in the way (laughs) of me being able to write or, you know, whatever I needed to do. And so I will watch Netflix every once in a while, but that's something where I really had to shift my focus and say, okay, well you know, at the end of the day, um, what's more important. Yeah. And you have, you, you literally do have to choose. It's like, you have to show up and decide that, you know, it's now a priority, right? (laughs) Like I'm kind of the same. I would binge Netflix all day when I get off work because that would be easier, but I know I can't develop this podcast and all these things I want to do that God called me to doing that, you know? So I think that's really important. And that's where you start, you know, you kind of like, you have to map it out. Like something that I'm really interested in is the whole um, 
putting things down on paper, putting your goals in front of you. I used to think, you guys, that that was like, woo-woo, whatever. There's no way that that will seriously change anything. (laughs) I mean, and it's crazy because I went to art school. I'm a visual learner. It would make sense that that would speak to me, but it it didn't. I just thought there's no way that that will literally, like, get into your brain, right? Mm. But coming from an advertising background, and it's what I do every single day, when we see ads, we buy the products. So when we see stuff about ourselves, we buy it. We suddenly start to buy in. We're like, okay, this is me. And I know Amanda is like a big vision boarder. So I need to know all about when you make your vision board, how you make it, and um, what's on it. Okay. So... This is a process really the last three years that I started doing, Um, and usually around like November, around Thanksgiving time, I'll start to kind of map out my plan for the next year. Um, It's kind of almost like a spider web in the morning, in the morning, in the middle, I'll just kind of put um, the year that's coming up, and I'll kind of web off of it, and I'll have like personal goals, and I'll have writing goals, and I'll have fitness goals, and financial goals. And then I just kind of like, I even like this year had like one that was called like take risks and you know, like what that kind of looked like to me. So usually I start kind of prepping that around November, December. Um, And then in January, uh, my small group and I um, kind of sit down and we just have a girls night and we cut up magazines and uh, we make a vision board that we can hang up either in our office or place in our kitchen or or in our car or whatever that looks like for us. So uh, my vision board hangs in my desk, but it's also the space where I work out. So I get to see it every morning. Um, and honestly, just like being able to see those goals in front of me, then it's not like you just set them and forget them. So for me, being able to have a visual of them every single day, I know that I am, well, I can check in and I can see like, am I, am I working on these goals? Am I meeting these goals? Is this who I want to be? Um, and I, am I taking steps to get there? Um, For me, the vision board is something that I can set out that I can see all of the time, but I also journal those things as well, and I write down the things that I want to accomplish, and um, flipping back through my journal has been phenomenal as far as just being able to allow me to see progress. So sometimes we can say a prayer, or we can make a goal, or we can um, set a standard, and then we forget about it, but we can flip back through and we can see like, oh yeah, like I am taking steps to achieve those things. Mm-hmm. And even if you uh, see your, well, that's like you're saying, see your progress. Like I think it's good to check in on progress because we can so often forget little successes and little things that we've done or, you know, and really get in a, in a kind of a social media spiral. That's what I call it. Look at everybody who, you know, puts their stuff out there. You can get really inside your head and think, oh, I'm not there or whatever. Um, Okay, so speaking of journals, because I have seen your recent Insta stories, and I don't think all of our listeners have, take me through the thing that's in your journal that you got this year that you were super brave and stepped up for and asked for. Yeah, so I'm guessing. (laughs) I'm guessing. Or there might be multiple things. Yeah, yeah. No, so uh, earlier this year in January, uh, I attended a quiet retreat, and during that time, um, we were just had time to ourselves that we could journal and just kind of reflect on some of the things um, that we felt like God was speaking to us, um, and I kind of wrote down some things about, you know, who I am and who I want to be, and wrote down some big goals, and one of the things I wrote down on there was um, that I wanted to start speaking, and 
and I kind of, as I wrote that down, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't think that's something that I want to do. But I was just, as, as I felt like God was speaking to me, I was just writing, writing, writing. And if something popped out that I didn't feel like was in my comfort zone, I like was like, okay. Okay, like circled in, just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure about that, but we'll come back to it later. But at least you still wrote it down. Yeah. I like, still... I think that's what's so important. If God puts something on your heart, if your brain thinks something, don't override it with your insecurities. You know what yeah. I mean? Because um, if not, you just, you lose it, right? You you lose that opportunity, and that's hard. Yeah, I wrote it down, and I just kind of left it there, and I didn't think about it again <laughs> until um, June, so about six months later. I was actually sitting at a writer's conference and checking Facebook. And I saw that there was a local conference um, that was going to be, like, a seminar that was going to be at, um, in my hometown. And all of a sudden, my heart just started, like, beating, like, really fast. And I was like, well, oh, my gosh, what does this mean? And I immediately <laughs> reached out to the person that was hosting the conference. Um, and I was like, hey, I think I'm supposed to speak at this, this event that you're having next month. Um, and so we ended up talking about it and he was like, yeah, I think you should speak at it. And I was looking back through my journal just about a week or two leading up to that seminar. And I was like, oh my gosh, like God totally put this on my heart back in January and I had forgotten about it. Um, and then I ended up speaking, um, in August. So. That's so awesome. At a sales success seminar, which I think is so yeah, but, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's amazing. And I think the biggest thing um, is that you just decided to align yourself with what was serving you and what lined up with your goal, right? Like you just have sort of people in your life, routines and things that you're just aligning yourself and saying, these are what's going to get me to the next phase, right? Like, and if it doesn't line up, then you're not necessarily not open to it, but you're not wasting your time and energy on that, which is what I think so many of us do. And then we complain that we're not getting the results that we want. Um, right. I think people feel stuck, you know, that sure. I'm just stuck and that it's not, nothing's going to change or I don't have family support or I don't have financial resources. Um, and I think sometimes to get us unstuck, we just have to just start making small changes. That's so true. I'll expand on that too. People think they don't have the skill sets, right? Like it's really interesting being in um, a career that has evolved so fast. Like that's kind of my depth of knowledge on it. Like I started out in print journalism in my career and then like it has just changed so fast, you guys. Like the internet has literally made the world just at warp speed on all that's out there, how you can get your message out there, who you can reach and how that's done. And so many people are scared of change that even now where we're at, you feel like, oh, I'm too old or I missed the boat or I, you know, there's just so many things, but that's not what God says. (laughs) Like if you flip through the Bible, he does not have like an age that's appropriate to start your dream or, you know, a sort of set of criteria or someone who has the perfect husband. I mean, Mary got pregnant, (laughs) you know, and Joseph was a little bit freaked out about it. You know what I mean? So we can literally look at all these things and just see that there was no perfect lineup except for Jesus and the whole prophecy of that. But do you know what I mean? There was no sort of perfect person to step into their calling. So that's something that I'm like, leaning into this year, I do want to like wrap this up. Um, 
if Amanda has anything else she wants to say, I want to hear it. And I want to hear what you would tell like all of our listeners as like a step one. And if you would encourage them to make a plan and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. So I think for anyone um, that's listening that is just maybe on the edge of something, um, I think that the thing to remember is that if you have like a dream or something that's like stirring in your heart, um, it was probably placed there for a reason. And I think so many times we discount that. I have, I've wanted to write children's books since the time I was a little girl and I never took any steps toward it. You know, it was just something like I thought like, oh, I'd love to do that one day. Um, but I, I firmly believe today that that was placed in me for a reason. Um, and I think that sometimes we just discount those stirrings. We discount those dreams. We discount, you know, we're just like, oh, it's frivolous or, you know, whatever. Um, but if you have a stirring or if you have, you know, something that you're wanting to do, kind of like Chelsea said, like, you're not too old. You're not too young. You're, you know, there, there's no reason why you can't. There's no reason why you can't do it. Right. And if it's important to you, you really need to get like tunnel vision about the goal because so many people will tell you like, you shouldn't do that. And why, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or the criteria behind why that's not important. And I think we start that as kids. We start hearing that as kids. You know what I mean? Um, Not even maliciously, just out of fear, out of, you know, uh, you know, our parents want us to have good incomes or, you know, whatever it's going to be. We sort of get our dreams shaped by society and culture and influence. So it's really important that we have that quiet time, that we get really still and that we listen and trust our own discernment and get with God and say like, what am I supposed to do here? You know? Yeah. And I think just being open to whatever that answer is, because for me, I just want to write children's books. But as I've stepped into this and God's provided other opportunities, now I'm writing for newspapers and I'm writing for magazines and I'm writing for an online ministry and I do want to write a big girl book one day, you know? So, um, I think it's like be focused, but also be open. So like be focused, like my dream was, okay, I want to write a children's book, but really what came from that is that I want to write. You know, whatever that looks like. And that's amazing because you've handed that over to the abundance that it has. You know what I mean? I do see that a lot. I see people hold so tightly to their vision or their wants that God really can't expand on it. Do you know what I mean? And I don't mean that like you're not getting blessed. I just mean like they they turn down what steps in to help them or further them or the connections that they can make or the friends that come alongside them or, you know, they literally turn it down and it they're turning it down in fear you guys like when we turn something down we're just afraid if you can say to yourself really quickly just god just meet me here where i'm afraid yeah i do everything scared everything exactly exactly y'all i started this podcast at 2 a.m like okay i'm just gonna put it up but you know what i mean and figure it out as i go um and that's just really an interesting way to live. Um, I don't have it all figured out, but what has happened in that is people have come along and met me and things have happened that I never would have orchestrated myself because I didn't even know how to. Right. You know? Awesome. So, you guys, thanks for listening, and thanks for listening to episode two. Uh, Next week, I have an amazing guest. She is in almost in her 70s and she started a weight loss coaching group on Facebook and I'm so excited to let you guys hear from her and um, 
all my listeners who are older, who reach out to me and are afraid it's too late for what God called them to do and they don't know how to make a plan, well, she's going to pour in all that to you guys and I'm excited about that. Amanda, thanks. You know I love you. Um, That's all I got. Thanks for having me.